They call me the doctor. Greetings, humans, Daleks, Time Lords, and lone Cybermen. You're listening to Exterminating Doctor Who. This is the show where we take Doctor Who's most popular episodes and debate if they're really as good as their reputations. With your hosts, Aidan Gula. And me, George Ellis. And in today's episode, we are talking about the haunting of Villa Diodati. I, in my notes, have referred to it as the haunting because I could not s- translate that for Villa life. Dia, Villa Diodati? Villa Diodati? I can actually sing the entire thing lyric Please for lyric. Don't. No, I, I, I won't, but I can. And like, it's concerning that I can like sing every, like when I say every lyric, I mean, I don't miss a lyric. Like when it says dabba dee, I get it. Dabba die, I get it. It's, it's concerning. It's quite sad. Um, yeah. I mean, hey, have we, I think the listeners have established that George, <laughs> George is the sad one on the podcast. <laughs> Yes, we shall come to that. No. Um, <laughs> Next week, George's depression. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. I haven't seen this since first broadcast. I've never seen it. You've this. never seen it. I've only, This is only the second time I saw it. In my memory, I remembered it being really, really good. Um, it was my favorite Jodie Whittaker episode until Flux came along and went, here's two other great episodes. I was going, okay, now I'm going to bump you down to third. But I still did really, really enjoy it. I did write some negatives, of course, because it's in an era I hate. But overall, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was good, but um, it 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 it's not amazing in a lot of parts for me. I I find whenever I go into a Jody episode, no matter what it is, I'm always going into it with this mindset. Ugh. Don't be shit, because it's like I know you're gonna be, but like if it's 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 kind of good because when it does something which is mediocre, I'm there thinking, God, this is incredible. But it does mean whenever I see anyone and it's like, I don't know, went right. For example, I see Ryan. He can say literally anything, and I want to kill him because oh, there's he was just... there's no. The, but the, the the thing is, it's like because I hate like elements of the Jody areas area. Era so much. The Jody area. The jo- <laughs> <laughs> because I hate parts of the Chibnall and the Chibnall era so much, like elements of it. When I see it again in any context, even if it's a good episode, I can't get past how much I hate it. Mm. So, like, even the companions, for the most part, apart from Ryan, were quite okay actually in this episode. I can see Graham had some really good lines, some nice moments. I still was sitting here thinking they. You, I would rather there were none of you, and it was just the Doctor. Because when, because I'll be honest, my standout moments for this episode, it's the Doctor as always, and it's again. I'd say with this, it's probably one of the best episodes I've seen of Jodie in terms of writing wise, like her performance and how she's written. It felt very much a Doctor that I've seen, and very much and a continuation just, of one I've just, seen before. Just yeah. Interject before we carry on there. A reason, as we discovered when we did that Witchfinders episode common theme it's a female writer it very yes it says a lot doesn't it yeah and it's when actually when i started watching this i was like it's interesting 
seems like okay writing. And then you told me it's written by the same person who, who wrote. did Village of the Angels. And I was like, ah, oh, hey. so I was more into it then. But like very much Jodie, I think, is superb in this episode. And I think she has some brilliant moments. And she has a um, a mean doctor moment, an angry doctor moment, which I think is quite rare for Jodie's doctor, honestly. Mm. In terms of like getting a proper like, rather than just anger for the sake of anger, it felt like this was earned and this was a proper kind of doctor moment I found really good. And then you also get the fascination and you get kind of the intrigue, you get a bit of the cockiness. It felt very much like the doctor through and through in this episode. And I thought Jodie was excellent. That's thanks to Jodie's acting, but also the writing because obviously Jodie can't perform if she hasn't got any words, words to, to perform. Learn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it's one of those. I think the reason I really enjoyed it, because I do, I love the tone of it. Like, because even though it annoys me a little, a couple of places, we'll come on to this in a bit, because we've got a little bit of news first. Ooh. But um, it annoys me in a little places because the, even the name is clearly supposed to be ripping off the haunting series that are on Netflix, the haunting of Hill House, the haunting of Bly Manor, the haunting of Villa Diodati. It's clearly supposed to be doing that. And a lot of, a lot of in places like the ghosts and stuff, the hidden ghosts in the background. That's what those show do. Those shows do. It's be like, I see what you're doing, and Haunting of Hill House. I say to this day is objectively the best series I've ever seen in my life. I haven't actually ever seen it. You should. It is when I say I'm not saying because you know I say best and favorite. My favorite TV show ever is Doctor Who, mm. but it could be shit. <laughs> the best series I've ever seen. It was Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. Then I saw Hill House, and I was like, Breaking Bad. Who? Hill oh, House right, is good. just like it is just it's one of those things perfect. where you, I hear everyone talking about it and I'm like there's one episode I'll maybe watch you know, it right I know we have like a thing about one shots there's one episode that is one shot for 45 minutes mm-hmm. you cannot tell the cuts like it's between two locations there's clearly cuts because one's in a funeral home and one's in Hill House and there's a bit when he like walks up a corridor in the funeral home it kind of is a bit of a, like, it gets a bit darker and he walks out into Hill House and you're like how the hell did you do that it's incredible. Mm. Anyway, that's not it's not the Hill House podcast. It's the Villa Diodati podcast. Where was it going at this point? Yeah, I love it tonally, mm. even though I, sometimes I'm like, you're, I clearly, I see what you're riffing off here. It's one of my favourite ever uses of the Cybermen in New Who, at least. Yeah, in, in Classic Who, I'm like, well, then we've got Tenth Planet, Tomb and Assignment, like all these other things. Mm. But in New Who, it's definitely mm. like probably top three mm. Cybermen uses. And then the Doctor, I think the reason that when I watched it at the time, because Series 12, people say, oh, Series 12 was such an improvement on Series 11. And I'm like, It's all is dire. It? It's all I'm dire. Like, is it? It is all just... Bleh. But then it finally gets to this, like this one. What's this episode? Episode 8? And I'm like, oh, God, eight weeks into this bloody series. When will it end? And then they do this episode and it's like, oh, hello, Doctor. I'm actually... Took your time. You're here. We've had seven Doctor Light episodes, but finally you're here. And I think this is actually even on Flux, which is the Flux, as I've said, was the series that kind of sold me on the 13th Doctor. Mm. I'm like, actually, I like you now. But even like hopping back to look at this, kind of probably with that context of what I saw happen afterwards, I'm kind of like, actually, you're you're much better than I even remember you being here as well. This is actually probably your best performance as the Doctor. I was about right to say here. exactly that. Yeah, I'd argue to say. Like in Flux, Flux, I think Flux, it improves on a lot of things. Like the Doctor is like, but it improves on a lot. So it all feels better. But if you go back to this, I do think it is Jodie's, it's like, like arguably probably her best performance as yeah, the Doctor. Because I think as well, it feels like the Doctor. She mentions Bill, not by name, but she is mentioning mm. Bill twice. She's clearly 
got motivations from that. She's being commanding. She's being cheeky. She's doing the bit that even I was kind of indifferent. I put it as a, a as a neutral point when she kind of just licks the the uh, hand thing. Kind of thought that's I know that is David Tennant's thing, and this is just you being like, remember when David Tennant used to do this? But it's also being like, but the Doctor used to do that. Yes, it's 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 not. That that that's an example of it's not one where it's like oh I'm just doing this for quirks. It's not like she tasted it and just went. My tenth body would know what this is. If yes. it was something like that, I'd be like, ugh. She tasted it to figure out what it was, and she figured out what it was. It was it was used in exactly the same way tenants would use yeah. it, and therefore just using the same kind of power. Yeah, that's why I put it as neutral because I was like, I was going. It's a reference. I was but like, it's not... I was like, you've annoyed me that you've done it. But I like that you did. <laughs> yeah, to me, it's not a reference. To me, what it is is it's just the Doctor using an ability the Doctor yeah. has, and it's it's kind of like when the Doctor uses kind of speaking to the door, like just like the the mind stuff. It's like the Doctor can do that. I forgot that it's that kind of reference. Yeah. So I really like that. Yeah, but um, as I said, I've got a lot to say about the Doctor. I think so. We'll come on to that in a bit. Okay. Firstly, news. You know, I'm on the way, if I wasn't running a bit late today, I was going to go to the shop and I was going to buy a party popper because I was going to go, we have real news and set off the party popper. But everyone have, at home would have hated that because it would have just been a big bang and anyone yeah. watching would have thought it's quite underwhelming. <laughs> so honestly, I'd, I'm quite glad you didn't get it. Would have been a waste of money. We would have had to clean it up. But uh, no, I would have left it. And then people would have just come into the studio next to go, what the hell happened in here? But um, we've got... Um, Whitaker stuff, and we've also got some Matt Smith stuff. I'm going to do Matt the, Smith. Going to do the Matt Smith stuff afterwards. The less news, it's more things that are happening. Mm-hmm. But I'll do that afterwards. Mm-hmm. Firstly, mm-hmm. Legend of the Sea Devils. The next episode yes. has finally been confirmed to be the 17th of April, which we knew anyway. 17th of April. That's the day I'm before I start filming. That'd be quite nice. Yes. Well, we're going to day for uh, my dad's birthday as well. As I've discussed, um, previous guest Daniel, we're going to be watching. Legend of Sea Devils with him. And also we're going to be watching all six parts of their original appearance in John Pertwee's era beforehand. You fucking what? Because uh, You're making me do Classic Who again. Yeah. Well you can you can show up for uh, just Legend of the Sea Devils if you like. Where Daniel was <laughs> like going Daniel's saying, I love the Sea Devils and I was going, Oh, what do you think of their original appearance? He's going, I've not seen it yet. And I was like, What? And I was like, Well, how do you love them? He's that going, is like me <laughs> saying, I love Batman. What did you think of um the animated series? I haven't seen it. Yeah. It's like he said he said, I love them he's like, I love them conceptually. And I was like, Okay, well you need to watch them then. I was going, mm-hmm. Because you need to see the Doctor beat the crap out of him. You need to see the Doctor have a sword fight with a master. You need to see him running through a minefield and he gets the Sonic Screwdriver and just blows minds up. This is the Doctor just... I love how like that old school <laughs> Sonic Screwdriver Yeah, you have to pull it down. Hold like it upwards. That. Yeah, like that. Yeah. I used to like that Peter Capaldi a lot of the time he sees his Doctor holds it upwards. Yeah, it's very... And I always used to think, I think that's actually just Capaldi. He probably would have been running around as a child with things holding it upwards. So even when he's gone, they're gone, Capaldi, no, point it. He's too much in muscle memory of being no. like that. So it's like, well, you're just pointing at the It's very much then, like but... how um, Ewan McGregor and um, uh, Hayden Christensen, when they were on Star Wars, they used to go vroom, vroom. Apparently everybody does that. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, even uh, Daisy Ridley apparently used to oh, do that cool. as well. Just to go vroom. But no, we'll do it in afterwards. Okay. <laughs> no, afterwards. <laughs> Stop just it. Just put a mic on it. It'd be quite funny if all the sounds would like, actually record. Vroom. Yeah. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, so that's what we're going to be doing. So you can either... That's why I'm saying. like You're going to go, oh, classic who? 
But it's. I think you like the third Doctor probably even more than you like the fourth Doctor, to be honest. Mm. Because you're always like, why doesn't he just smack somebody? Like, this is the Doctor who just goes, hi! And he just starts beating <laughs> the sea devils up. I mean, okay, no, seriously, I'd be more than happy to join you and Daniel. Uh, definitely. <laughs> Good. No, in most in most modern series, they see monsters running up a corridor. They go, run away! They, they blow out a door. They jump through. Third Doctor would just be like, rolling up his sleeves. He'd just go... <laughs> Right, and he just beats them all. I, and I just think on the floor. We should get like, the yeah. next doc, the next series of Doctor Who should just be like Daredevil. Just there's a hallway, <laughs> really fight, hallway scene, fight scene, yeah. bloody just... knuckle. <laughs> goes, oh, not doing that again, and then walks <laughs> off. But yeah, just been confirmed the seventeenth of April, and we have a synopsis. Ooh. What made me laugh was I was listening to one of our old episodes recently because I explained I listened to the check the safe for Jake and listen to. I feel like we and... should put like in those um. Breaking news things just have something really quick at the bottom. Just blah, 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 blah. terms yeah, and conditions. Uh, yeah, that's I, the one. Oh well, like when you watch a news program, there's the headlines scrolling along the yeah. bottom of the screen, <laughs> but it's just the same one <laughs> on a loop. Um, yeah, but what made me laugh, made me laugh was uh, we re- we re- it was just before flux started, and we w- we had I think two synopses to read, hmm. and I was kept going, why do these keep following the same structure? It's like going on a desolate world. We have blah blah blah. Who is this? What is the flux? It's always like on this thing. Question, question, question. And it's I read, like writing a synopsis for beginners. Yeah, and how I write um, the podcast descriptions as well, which was which was the <laughs> joke. But it made me laugh that I came to read this, and guess what? It's in exactly the oh same structure. So they've clearly got an exactly the same person to write the exactly the same synopsis. It's quite nice, though, just knowing that one one person is just saying is is responsible for all of the synopses <laughs> for all of this era. Um, but yeah, this is, here it is. In a swashbuckling special adventure, the Doctor, Yaz, and Dan come face to face. Oh no! I thought there was a typo, but I see what they've done there. Let's try that again. The Doctor, Yaz, and Dan come face to Finn with one of the Doctor's oldest adversaries, the Sea Devils. Why has legendary pirate queen Madame Ching come searching for a lost treasure? What terrifying forces lurk beneath the oceans of the 19th century? And did Yaz really have to dress Dan up as a pirate? What made me laugh is that the second one there. What terrifying forces lurk beneath the oceans of the 19th century? Ooh. Well, it's the sea devils. <laughs> <laughs> the what title. could it be what? underneath <laughs> this ocean of terror? Haunted by the sea devils, this ocean is. What is in this ocean of sea devils? Sea devils. What is here? No, what is here, Aiden? <laughs> you don't know that the sea devils are here yet. Like, but what could it be under the like ocean a, where the sea devils... Where is it going to be? Terrifying forces? It's the sea devils. Within the sea devils lair, there lies something terrifying, unknown to anyone. No, it's the sea like, devils. Yeah, no, I know what it is. Yeah, that's made me laugh. But I quite like the pirate theme. It's yeah. going to work quite well, the sea devils, rather than just them hanging about on beaches like they are in the original appearance pirate theme it'd be nice hope it's not yeah. like cheesy i hope it's like naturally yeah i hope it's not because i think um uh, you could you risk doing curse of the black spot again yeah. which we don't talk about and then even there's this they've released some promo images and one of them has dan pirate, i saw like a pirate flag or dan something. well the, yeah there's a, they released some promo images and the doctor's outfit is beautiful she's got kind of like this a quite oriental kind of uh i haven't seen it. costume on it's dead nice yaz's thing is nice as well but then dan's pirate costume looks like it's come from love oh. your babes or something it looks like it's one of those like five pound kinky costume pirate costumes mm. but then also because it says did yaz really have to dress dan up as a pirate what i'm thinking is they've probably got that from the tardis and it's de- deliberately probably supposed, supposed to look, to look bad yeah so that's actually i think bit of comic relief there. yeah probably to be like oh it's the only one we've got and he's like, oh i look like oh yeah 
Not like I've come out of a fancy dress shop. I bet it would probably be I a didn't line, know Dan like his accent. I've what? come out of a fancy dress shop. Come out of fancy dress Well, I would have attempted one, but there'd just be gob running down the walls, wouldn't there? So I'm not even going to try. <laughs> I'm not even going to try doing that. Um, yeah, but I think it's quite exciting. I, I'm actually really looking forward to this one because I do like the sea devils. Well, they are just wet Silurians, but I do really like sea devils. Soggy Silurians. Yeah. I think they're cousins of that species or something. Probably. So. Somewhere in Doctor But then also, Lord. you know, like the, the, the first episode that Silurians appeared in. in Silurians are one with the masks, right? knew who, yeah. They freaked me the fuck yeah. out. Genuinely. Well, who wrote that episode? Chris Chibnall. Really? And it's a good episode. I was. So if he can do this Silurians, I have faith he can do Sea same, Devils. Same shit, different. Because it's the same yeah. thing, but they're just underwater instead of underground. <laughs> the only difference. No. So I'm uh, looking forward to that because it sounds quite standalone. Yeah, and I feel it sounds, like it's it's standalone, it's horror, historical, and it's bringing back classic monsters. They are tick 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 the best parts of Jodie Whittaker era. Exactly, yeah, like so, the Flux, the like even like within Flux, the best episodes in Flux are the ones that feel standalone. Yeah, and it, that are also historicals, War of the Sontarans and Village of the Angels. Yeah. That have returning monsters. Exactly. So it's like tick, tick, tick. You've got They're, your formula here. If those, do it again. if the, if a Jodie Whittaker episode tends to have those, even Haunting of Lydia Darty does mm. quite standalone. Mm. It does set up the other thing, but it is self-contained. Tick historical. Tick mm. brings back an old foe. Tick. I'm like, yeah, I'm mm. with you. I'm with you. So it's. Uh, I'm very excited. I'm excited for that. The other thing we have is, like I said, some Matt Smith and Karen Gillan stuff. It seems. They've both heard about the 60th anniversary and they've decided, I want to be in that. Ooh, I think I've heard the... Sorry, can I just... What right. are you doing, it's man? It's really like... Every time I put it up, it keeps going down. Just give me a second, because... There you go. That's... that's. I can... Right. You're happy now. Yes, I'm so sorry. Okay. Yes, so it seems like they've decided they're going to embark on Operation Get Me in the 60th anniversary. Mm. So both of them have both made comments recently about i would like to be in it please i think i heard the karen gillan thing what did you hear that um she just should be happy to come back to doctor who if yeah she was her. she was doing one of those you know those interviews where they they do the google search i like those they, ones yeah they take them off yeah i was watching a david Byrne one the other day she did one of those and one of us will karen gillan come back to doctor who and she said i'd love to Said, but I'd want to do it with Matt and Arthur. That, yes, yes, yes. yes. So I liked that, that she was like saying, yeah, because I've always thought Karen Gillan now. You're too big. Is one of those that has come from Doctor Who and has done really well. Probably one of the best out of all, all the cast. Because it's like, if she's not in a Marvel film, she's in some jungle film with Dwayne Johnson. Mm. If she's not in that, she's doing some Netflix original. Like she's got something going all the time. So I kind of thought, even if she would love to do it, I struggled to see where they'd fit it into her like calendar i'm sure like it's not but i thought but if she really wants to do it she will make room for it i'd make room for it because it's a thing that kind of not like like kind of made like made her name in a way yeah so it's kind of like she has a fondness for it exactly yeah and the way that she was saying yes i would love to do it was think okay so if you're asked you will do it but she's like saying but i'm not just gonna come back for a glorified cameo i want to do it with matt and arthur that's and i like that because like you could just have 11 and amy which is like, no, I want the whole gang back together. It's, it's very sweet and it just shows that she has a fondness not just for what the show was and what it did for her, but more she has a fondness for the people who were there with her. Yeah. And that, that, that that's just incredibly sweet and I love that, honestly. And I think it'd be amazing to have those three back. And by the time 
they come around like they come like if if it is time for them to all come back for a moment i will have hopefully actually watched all of matt smith's era and will know what's happening because well i think damn am i confused sometimes like um because there was that there's that rumor that there's going to be three episodes with returning doctors you could have so one will be ten and donna then you know you might get capaldi back maybe but I think would capaldi be with a companion depends well who would you have honestly i'd just love him by himself <laughs> i well i'd want bill give me more bill yeah we, out, only, out of all of them give me bill obviously only had the ones, i don't want him on his uh, you know i like him on his own but, we've, but you only want had, bill. we've only had one series of bill that's a fair point yeah so give it's like bill. so it's like they could go oh let's get jenna but it's like oh we've had enough of her yeah no 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 no, no. so i want bill that's what i want but that's sort of what so 10 and donna i think is the guarantee that's the one we will imagine get. you just fuck it up like you get 10 and bill capaldi and um amy, amy and rory um, and, and then, then you Matt get Matt Smith with Bill. Donna, and he's like, "What the with hell?" With Donna, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who the, what? But um, yeah. So I think that's the one. But if the second one was like Eleventh Doctor, Amy, Rory, and honestly, I think you could even tack River onto the end of that, and I think that would be really fun to watch. Mm. So I'd like that. What's really nice as well, because that's obviously what Karen Gillan has said, and then Matt Smith has said something else. But I saw this earlier as well, and it just shows you that they are like still really good friends, which I really like. Because like I said. Karen Gillan's huge. Mm. If you were Karen Gillan, you don't need your Doctor Who people mm-hmm. anymore. Well, I've moved on. Don't need to talk to them. What I liked was that Matt Smith, when he was asked to do Morbius, who was the first person he phoned? Uh... Karen Gillan. And he said to her, what's it like doing a comic book movie? Have you had a nice time? And she said, do it. Go for it. And he was like, I trust her opinion because she's done nine of them. So, so. so. She did Marvel. <laughs> Well, she did the MCU and he's got so Morbius, yeah. which is then what leads me to the thing that Matt Smith has now said. He was doing a Q&A promoting Morbius. He looked a bit old in it, actually. I was looking at him thinking, oh, that's not good lighting. It's It's got to be bad lighting because, hell, I watched last night in Soho like two days ago, actually. And I'm like, cleans up really well. Yeah, I think it's, it's kind of a little bit. And I thought, Jesus, he's, he can't show up looking like the doctor like that. Um, but the um, doctor. but uh, oh, yeah, there was, there was Q&A promoting that. And they asked him, would you rather do would you rather come back to Doctor Who or do Morbius? But the the thing that... Immediately the, Doctor Who. The question that I really like, because he was kind of like, they said, would you rather... Then they said, would you rather do a Morbius sequel with Jared Leto again? And he was kind of like, hmm. Then he went, or would you rather come back to Doctor Who? And he kind of thought, hmm. Then the bit when his face really turned is when they went, would you rather come back to Doctor Who with Karen? And as he said, with Karen, he kind of went, huh, like dead happily, Aww. was just like, like, would I rather come back to Doctor Who? Mm, not sure. With Karen, yes. I like that. I like that they are still really good friends. It shows kind of the family element in a yeah. way. And so how I'm, it's... Yeah. I kind of think like in all this time I was going, well, is David Tennant coming back? It's kind of like, yes. I don't think we even need to question that. I don't think David Tennant's going to be the one going, no. That'd actually, be a real you know, surprise that, turn of events yeah. if he was like, no, actually. I think that's like that one we can tick. But it's like really... You can take that one even if David Tennant actually came out and said no. <laughs> yeah. And, it's, and also because he's like come back before and it's kind of a bit like, whatever. He's kind of doing, it's going to be great to come and bring him back, whatever. But he's done an episode coming back. We've had him come back. And he's doing Big Finish yeah. all the time. The ones that have not come back are Matt Smith and Peter Capaldi. So if they were the ones you can get, they're the ones that are more exciting mm. to me. I like, I... Like, out of all of them, which one do I need to come back? It's Tennant. Yeah. Like, I I need him for me because he's, like, my doctor. But it's, like, which is more of a feat? It's Matt and Capaldi. It's kind of, it's like, it's like um spoilers for No Way Home. It's kind of like that thing. Like, in a way, like, you know you're going to get 
Tom Holland, David Tennant, you know you're going to get that. But if you get Toby and Andrew, Matt and Capaldi, mm. you're doing something like extra special there. Yeah. So it's, they're all great, but you're just getting something difficult. I just, I just had a thought. We'll wrap this up. We'll go on to his haunting in a moment. He's struggling. I just said, wait a minute, if this rumor is correct that we're going to have like three, ep- three episodes of like these Doctor's eras, so say then we have a fourth. Because I, w- I, would, I would love those three episodes, yes. I kind of, I also like, what Big Finish does a lot is they do like trilogies of stories, each one with a different Doctor. And it's kind of like, this Doctor dealt with this thing in their time, but it wasn't quite formed yet. Then this Doctor dealt with a bit more of it in their time, and it still was like, oh, what's going on? And then the final Doctor kind of wrapped it all up, that kind of thing. Big Finish do that a lot. And I think mm. What they could be doing is they could do that. Matt, David Tennant comes across something. He can't quite defeat it. And then it comes back again in Matt Smith's ear, and he's like, "Right, I've seen this before. What is this?" He's, so he can get he gets closer because ex- he's experienced that before. Yeah, and then Capaldi finally goes, "Right, I've had this. I know what to do. This, let's do it." And mm. he gets it done. It's defeated. They could easily do that, but the thing I w- I would st- I'm still it wouldn't they'd, they'd be great. They would. But the thing that would feel like the 60th anniversary to me that an event is the Doctors coming together. I kind of need a multi Doctor. Yeah. That's how I feel personally. I feel like what they could do is you could you could have that to a point and then how you could have them come together at the end in a way. What I was about to say, you could have, what I was about to say was you could have three episodes of that. Tenant era stuff, Matt Smith era stuff, Capaldi era stuff, fourth episode, everybody together. Mm. And I thought that would really work. But the, the reason I just got excited and because we've had this conversation I before. I love how we do this. We get the reason I've just gone, there is a really tiny 30 second thing. The reason I've just got excited is because I thought Tenant episode comes on. It's the Tenant titles. I was, ah, right. You can see it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? That's yeah. what's just hit me. Fuck me. And it's like, I don't oh. know what it's called. Journey into the Unknown, part one, written, written by Russell T. Davis in the proper titles. Yeah. Come to the next one. It's the Matt Smith opening titles. Journey to the Unknown, part two, written by Russell T. Davis. In that font. Final one, the Capaldi titles, written by Russell T. Davis. Can I make a request to Russell T. Davis here? If you do the Capaldi titles, please can we have the heavy metal, like the rock? Yeah, do that one The proper rock And actually put it in time this time, because if you actually watch all the Capaldi intros, you notice the themes laid up differently in every (laughs) single one. I'm wrapping it. I am wrapping up now. Yes. I swear. I swear. It's just a way of capturing people, just that bit more. Mm. And you it's, can kind of clean up the um, the effects in a way. You can kind of make it proper HD. You can make it just look really, really nice. So it's it it looks clean, but it's the same that you've seen. Mm. Rhymes. Ooh. You're a poet and you didn't even know it. Oh, yeah. Right. Do you know who else is a poet? Deborah. Lord Byron. And he was in this episode. So there's, there's a segue. Yes, he's the main guy that she's <laughs> having beef with. I'm being fucking... <laughs> I'm trying to derail. <laughs> yes. Uh, we've had our general thoughts. Yes. So I think overall, where do you want to hop in? I could start just to have the cold open, honestly, because it's very kind of separate to the rest of the episode. But still, sorry, I just, did, I just said but there. Like, you okay? I could hear it peaking in real time. That was really Ooh. weird. But the levels are completely fine. I looked at the file, it's fine. I'm still within the bars. But I just heard it like go, boop, and it was a dead loud. But, um... But it is it's, it's separate, but it sets up the... Mm. They've got one night to write a ghost story, which isn't technically historical, ac- historically accurate. They it had, felt weird. They, I was had, like, hmm. they actually had three nights, not one night. But, uh, you know, imagine <laughs> trying to write Frankenstein in one night. It's a bit much. And it? they didn't even write Frankenstein in that night. She just no. got inspired by it. Yeah. 
but the original idea was that the old like to write ghost stories and she wrote the formation of Frank Frankenstein, Frankenstein. In, that, in that three nights. So I guess she won the competition because what we don't know what else is written. Can you do you know any other books that were written on that night? No. So Mary Shelley wins. Do I really know much about books? No. <laughs> well, that's the point. There you. If we know about Frankenstein, yes, because of films, but that's not the point. Uh, <laughs> Maybe the other wrote. Maybe the others wrote really famous books, but they're not made in films. So we just don't know what they are. But um, so they set that up. Creepy tone. Mm. Creepy tone's pretty consistent from mm. then on out. Um, Mr. Bean's holiday guy shows up. Made me laugh. Completely <laughs> forgot he was in this episode. Mm. I was like, aren't you that kid? <laughs> but um, yeah, I really liked. Like they just setting up the atmosphere, it felt really kind of like, oh, I'm in. You've got me. You've captured my attention. And then kind of as soon as you hear that knocking, you know it's going to be the Doctor. I think immediately. Like I really like the amount of times in Doctor Who, there's been a moment like it's scary. <gasps> Who could that be? And yeah, it's like kinda, you, you're trying I to think, make us think it's the monster, and every time it is the Doctor. Well, every think, time, I think every they're time. kind of trying to think that you know it's going to be the Doctor, but it reminded me of the moment in Knock Knock. You know, when they're in the kitchen. It's dead creepy. And they go, what's in the cupboard? They open the cupboard and Capaldi's in. It's like, oh, <laughs> you know that bit? It reminded me of that. Because I like that as they open the door, they scream. And the doctor screams as well. And everybody's like, ah! And then I like where the doctor afterwards goes, I know we don't look our best, but there's no need to scream. <laughs> I like that bit. I just kind of really, it, was, it kind of really just the cold open just sold me. And it's I was a good like, cold open. I was like, I'm in. I'm with it's you. It's very Let's go. Doctor and then, thought, right, I'm just going to purse this. Yeah. And then, right, I'm back in. I'm, At this I'm with point, you. I do just probably, I do like skip the opening titles a little bit i'm like okay so i'm like i've skipped like 30 seconds of it because it's so shit and i know i hark on about this every fucking time we do a jody episode but the opening titles are so shit like so shit and this isn't me like being or i don't like a different titles i love paul mcgann's title fucking incredible jody's it's shit it just is shit there's no it's the worst thing i've ever seen in my life it makes me feel unwell i feel like i'm gonna vomit when i see it like I'm on a shit acid trip and I've never even been on acid, but somehow I'm able to get that feeling of a bad trip. It's bad. After the titles are done, <laughs> I like the, the doctor. The do- it's one of those times I'm like, I'm with you. I'm in. <laughs> and I was saying this yeah. to you that um, th- there's that shot with like, you can just kind of cut Ryan out of this shot. And as I'm looking at just Yaz, the doctor and Graham, I'm like, yes. They do. F- yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Like, I like this. I like the doctor has some great lines. I like we should get psychic paper. I was like, oh, maybe it's just a bit soggy. I kind of like that. Y- Yaz says something that's quite, I'm with you that you said, I don't like that all four of them have to have a line. That did bother me. I'm like, you don't all need to say something. That is a bit annoying. But I liked that the Yaz speaks first. And I like that when she speaks, she's trying to be a bit Victorian. She's like, can we come in from the rain? My good sir. She's kind of talking like Natural, that a bit. But it works. I'm kind of like, I'm with you. Graham's trying to be all like, our stagecoach was parked a little far away. And he's trying to be like... We have... He was trying to be... Fourth with the bin lost. He was using like yes. big words. I like later on, I think he says something like, your ladyeth or something like that. He tries to be like a bit like really partial. Too liked, far. That's very... I, reminds me a lot of Rose, actually, when she's done that before. Yeah, or like Donna when she's all like, top yes. of the morning, what, what? <laughs> and the doctor's like, yeah, I don't love, Oh, to. God, I love that bit where he's just like, no, just... No. He's like, don't, don't, don't do that. But um, <laughs> I like Graham kind of over, over going... Like, Yaz is there in the middle. She's about right. Graham goes too far. And then I get you could say, well, Ryan doesn't quite get it right. But the way Ryan says it, it just is, like, bad. He's like, can we come in from the rain? It's a bit wet. And it's like... Please, please. And it's no. like, uh, you're just... You've lost You've lost the vibe. You had a vibe. The doctor was, like, going, we are travellers. Here's my 
you know, identification. Like, can we come from the right? He's trying work. to be all like, ha, 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 ha. He's trying to be all like that. I'm with you. And then the, you break it for me the second Ryan opens his mouth. And this is where we're going to start, clearly. We're going to start with Ryan. <laughs> because I'm like, I agree. F- three companions, far too many. We've said this in every single Jodie Whittaker episode we've done. Flux works because you've got two companions. Two companions can work. That's fine. Yaz shows that she can actually be quite good when she's paired with somebody else. And I do think she has some good moments in here as well. Graham, I always liked. I know you're not fussed, but I do like Graham. Oh, he's 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 not a mate. Like I've, I, I'd rather it would just like Yaz and the Doctor, but he's bearable. Yeah, you know. But just there were so many times in this episode, Ryan would just speak, and I just go, "Shut up, man." <laughs> Don't care. Mm. There's the only time I liked Ryan in this episode is when he's playing chopsticks on the piano. And the reason I liked that is because he reminded me of because he's trying to be like the I don't listen, I don't pay attention, I don't do this kind of thing. I you know I went to school with a lot of people like that. And it kind of reminds me whenever we had music lessons, those kind of people would always just go dun, 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 and it just reminded me of that. I thought, okay, that is actually true to his character. Mm. That's accurate. You remind me of people I went to school with there. So I liked that moment. Second he stops playing. My nan taught me how to do that. My nan, my nan, my nan, my nan, my nan. I'm going to broken record. And as I was there, I was going, stop going on about your fucking nan. <laughs> and I was thinking, clearly, your nan, you, every single fucking episode, you go on about your nan. And I thought, clearly, she's the more interesting character. But why did we That's kill... That's a fair point, actually. Like, why did we go kill her off in episode one? Kill Ryan off. And then let's travel with the nan. Because the nan is so interesting. You go on about her every five minutes. But what do you provide, Ryan? And I just thought, like, you've it got is. the wrong character. It, no, I just, I don't know if I wrote this down. It doesn't really matter if I did or not, because, God, I've only got, like, a page and a half of notes here. Um, God, we've only got 40 minutes left to record, so fuck. let's go. No, but, like, with Ryan, I remember, like, sending you a video, and I was just, I just said to Aiden, every single time I see Ryan, I tell him to go fuck himself, even when he doesn't say anything, because he just, is, he adds this... He adds this element of just boredom to the thing. Yeah. With I a just... character within the show being bored, doesn't matter why it is, if it's the actor, if it's the writing, doesn't matter what it is, something went wrong there. And by having that, all that does when I'm watching it is it makes me feel bored. Because if your characters aren't interested to even be in the world they're fucking in, when I'm watching it, why the hell am I going to want to enjoy it? That's like me watching... Shit, it's like when you, like, fucking, when you're in school, you watch someone do a presentation, you're watching that shit, and they're bored out of their fucking mind, you fall asleep too. Mm. If you, if someone is bored about what they're doing, it's fucking boring, and Ryan's character is bored to fucking breathe. I mean, I just, it was kind of like, it just shows that you have got two, because you've got, again, you've got... Way too many. You've got Doctor, Companions, Guest Cast, and he was just completely surplus to requirement. A lot of completely unnecessary. Like the bit I thought really just kind of exemplified the fact that he just has like nothing to do is after all the stuff with all the rooms, which I do really like. I really like the way the rooms are all turning around. It's mm. really well done. Favorite one is when they come down the stairs and it pans and they come out the top again. Oh, God, I don't know how you did that because where is the cut? I can't see it. What was the moment? Because they walk. It's not like it turns, stops, and then they come. So you go, well, that stop was the cut. It turns and they walk out while it still turns. That's really well done. Well done. To I like the, to think someone legged to the who, top of the stairs. Whoever the director is there. Or there's like a slide that takes them up or something. But um, <laughs> Yes, a slide after, that takes them up. After, you could, with enough. Um, I really liked that. I really liked that moment. And then after all that moment, everybody's trapped in a different room. And then Ryan just goes, it's like a maze that keeps changing. He's like, yes, Ryan, it is. 
we've established that. You don't need to say it. And I just thought that was the moment I kind of thought you are completely unnecessary here. He's, I feel like Ryan's addition is because they couldn't be bothered to actually do audio description. They decided to just cast Ryan. Well, it's, it's another. Because he this, says exactly this, what's happening this is a point, every time. This point comes later on. It's actually Yaz says it. But it's that thing I said again. Uh, we said it in Rosa. Where I say the Chibnall era is written for the blind. Because <laughs> it's just like in Rosa, there's the bit. There is a thing there. Shall we go to it? We are walking towards it. We are opening it now. We can see what's inside it. Here is everything that is inside it in its correct dimensions. It's like a, don't need that. And the moment that I thought here was really like the point I was going, look, you've done it again, is the bit where the Siberium comes out of Shelley's mouth. Mm. And second, we can see this big effect as the Siberium is coming out of his mouth. Yaz just goes, Siberium is leaving him. <gasps> I thought, yes, it is. I can see. Everybody in this room can see the Siberium floating out of his mouth. You do not need to stand there, Yaz, and go, oh, Siberium's leaving him. Feels a lot like that was written before they remembered they had post-production. Yeah. Like that was written very much for an onset. Yes, to the right again. How do I show that it's leaving his body? I'll just say that it's leaving his body. And then the FX team have gone, yeah, but we're showing that it's leaving his, his body. It's like... <laughs> the line's in the script. Like do it, damn it. Like, shall we cut it? No, leave it in. But it's just like... God, that was just like stop saying things I can see. There's very... no need. The other one, right? There only the only other one. There were three in this episode that I didn't like. It was the it's like a maze that keeps changing. I don't know why I do a brummy accent. But he's like it's like a maze that keeps changing. And I thought, yeah, Ryan, I can see that. It was the Siberian's leaving body. The other one, the bit I didn't like that I thought was too on the nose is because early in the series, Captain Jack obviously appears and he goes, "Beware the lone Cyberman! Don't give it what it wants." And then he vanishes, and then. The bit that I thought was just too on the nose is when the Cyberman appears and the Doctor goes, oh, it's a lone Cyberman. And I thought, that's just you going, it's lone, it's a Cyberman. That's the thing you've been looking out for. And I think that's a bit too on the nose. Could have just gone, it's a Cyberman. Mm. And then we go, oh, it's on its own, it's alone. Boom, we've worked out in our head. You don't need to say, it's a lone Cyberman. Remember, guys, lone. You, know, you don't need, they were the three that I just thought, yes, mm. I can see that. You don't need to say it. <laughs> the only bits they don't put. I back. can maybe excuse the last one because it is kind of like how many weeks ago was that said? Three. Okay, can't really excuse it anymore. <laughs> Never mind. But it's it's a lot of this whole what's happening, this is happening, how's it happening, this is how it's happening, where are we? It's, it's the fucking explain. It's like when you're in an exam. Explain show to me. Just explain to tell. me why this is happening, how it occurred, and where. Like I'm like you don't need to. I'm seeing it. Uh, it's very annoying, but it's something honestly it's bearable i find it just bothers me i'm like because it's like because i always listen dialogue is the thing i just listen out to all the time and i think you just you don't need to do that my other thing with ryan that i didn't like was the doctor is rude to byron all the way through and mm. i like that because this the, it's like, byron's a bit of an because it's because he's a bit of an ass and it's not like it's just out of nowhere because especially because the doctor opens that door and he's there rolling around with the women and messing around when they should be paying attention she's like right i've had enough for you byron and he's like, all these things, I kind of like that. I like that she's being rude to him. Ryan also has a rude moment, but it's completely unnecessary. It's the bit where Mr. Bean guy comes up to <gasps> yes! him. And he, no! just goes, yes! he just goes, you look like death. And I'm like going, why did you just say that? This shit, this shit pisses me off so fucking much. Where is it? Where are you? Fucking, I've written here. He starts a fight and then he's shocked that a fight happens. Yeah. He says to the guy, you look like death. And he's proper fucking mean to him. And he's like, really like aggressive mr bean cast staff forget his name mr bean cast member stands up and is annoyed by the fact 
And I'm standing here thinking, yeah, because yeah. Ryan, you've just you've just been a dick. It's to this, completely th- unnecessary. This person has invited you into, like, you, you're you're a guest in this place. They're also kind of maybe I don't know. Do they all live here? Maybe, but no matter what, Ryan, you're a guest tonight at the very least to them. You've come in and now I'm hiccuping because I'm so angry. You've been <laughs> and you've been a dick to fucking Mr. Bean. For no reason. And then you're shocked by that. Me. I thought you've got and then like... everyone gets annoyed at him saying, oh, he's like this. I'm like, so be like, okay, so he sleepwalks. He doesn't sleep well. He's going through quite a lot of shit. You don't? Okay, fine. Do you, okay, Some people... Are you okay? You don't look very well. I understand. Yes, done. That's the nice thing. But also I can understand some people don't like to kind of do the eggshells thing where it's like, okay, fair enough. You don't, you don't want to do eggshells around someone. It'd be nice, but it's okay. But you don't have to go out of your way to then be a dick. You just don't have to address it at all. Yeah. But instead, Ryan goes out of his way to be a dick, start a fight, and then he's shocked in by the, the fight. In the worst possible way. Mm. And I just thought, like... Where did that come from? Well, I think that like, the doctor is being rude. Makes sense. I thought you've even got, like, you can say past companions. Donna is rude to people at times. Like, when uh, turn left and she goes, oh, you don't get lippy with me, Vera, Doc. Well, she's stuff like that. But it's after they have... She's responding to somebody in aggression. Somebody shouted at her, so she shouts back. Some monster does something, like the bit where... The, she's been sacrificed to the pyrovils and it's like going we will it's like surrender and we will kill you and she's like I'll, sac- I'll surrender you in a minute it's like things like that she's being rude she's shouting at them but it's when she's under threat mm. they make sense Ryan is just playing chopsticks on the piano that's all he's doing and then he stands up and he goes you look like shit what's wrong with you <laughs> and it's like and then, and then the guy stands up he's like I challenge you to duel and he's like hey what did I do wrong mm. it's like it's like, actually, no, shoot Ryan in the head, actually. Thank you very much. Don't be, like, I just, I was just really just like, Ryan, you are not achieving anything in this situation. You do not need to be here. Piss off. So yeah, just to summarise, Ryan, and this yeah. is fucking annoying. And to me, I just find, he's the worst of the fam. He First really of I hate is. the fam. But it's like, I find I found Graham well, had like some good other. moments in this bearable. Graham Yaz had some. Graham does, yeah. I do quite like Graham. Mm. I like the I like Yaz a couple of times. I like because it's that kind of thing where it's stuff that put, probably went over my head when I really saw this. But now because I've seen what happens to her in flux, I can go back and be like, were there any of those elements here? Mm. And there are some. I like the bit where there's a bit where uh, Yaz says some. Well, I've got it here somewhere. Yaz says. When the doctor told us to wait, and she goes, "Well, technically, she just tell us. You should, technically, she just told us not to follow." I kind of like that. It's like, going, "Yeah, be proactive." That's let's very go, companion. Just complete like, mm, technically, like, she just said, "Don't follow us. We can go do our own thing." Whereas Ryan's, no, I was, you know, can I go to sleep? Yeah, please do. Put us all out of our misery. <laughs> but um, yeah, I like. I was kind of. Overall, like the companions in this one, usually we like when we do a general description, we have like 25 minute sections on the companions and we go through each one and why each of them was Basically, terrible. Ryan was really shit in this. This one, I'm kind of like, yeah, tick. Graham, tick. Ryan, just go. I still, I still think there are too many companions, especially with this episode when we then are joined by four other guest companions. Yeah, Mary Shelley, it... Byron, Mr. Bean Guy. And that other woman, who I don't really know who she was, but she was lurking around. And then Percy Shelley appears. So that's what, four or five? It's, it, who it was just, that other woman? Do you know what I mean? They should have Confused me, because I was like, which one's Mary Shelley? I didn't actually figure out who was Mary Shelley until the end, where it was Mary Shelley and Quite the Quite concerning, Man. because at the old co- in the cold open, it establishes who Mary Shelley is. No, it does. <laughs> and I, But I, it, it was just like, 
when like when it was like following like seven people, I was like, which one was it again? Shit, where? Are... Yeah, it's not her. You're the doctor. <laughs> let's go on to the doctor then. Come on, let's do I, that. I just wanted to say no because the no, yes, but the I just find a lot of people in this. I just find with the Chibnall era, it's quite bloated. Often, there's oftentimes. too many people. It's one of those things you too can many people and not enough screen time, and that's why I feel like I try and la- I latch on to the doctor's screen time more than anything because I don't get enough of it. Yeah, but yeah. Let's move on to Sideman or Doctor. What do you want to do? We've got half an hour. Let's go. I can power through Sideman. I, I want to end on the Doctor. Power about the okay. Sideman. It is literally a big finish. Mm. It's a big finish where Mary Shelley meets Sideman and gets inspired by Frankenstein. There's a power court. Nick, I've heard Nicholas Briggs, Briggs say that they came to him and said that we had no idea that existed. And I'm kind of like thinking, it's too similar. It's too similar. Is it? If it was something, if it were another story by someone there's, else, there's a com- maybe. But there's, a, there's a comic. There's a comic where the tenth Doctor is with Mary Shelley, and she sees a different monster that's patched together of things, and it gives her the inspiration to write Frankenstein. And I'm going, I'm with you. You've just thought you thought I like Frankenstein. Oh, how about we throw Mary Shelley into this? Let's just see what happens. That's fine. That's a coincidence. A different monster. You've created your own thing. In fact, it's a Cyberman with Mary Shelley. Because Cyberman not necessarily is a patchwork thing. Not really. It's patchwork between two things. Human and it's only if you do it in a metal. specific way. Well, maybe we could come on to Cyberman here. We'll see. It's only if you do it in a specific way, it becomes patchwork. Yeah. And the big finish one does it by being kind of a charred, disgusting Mondasian Cyberman. And this one does it by being a charred and disgusting, not complete Cyberman. I'm like, that's too much of a coincidence. I refuse to believe. It's way too close. You did not listen to that or at least just read the description and go, oh, God, we could do that. It's <laughs> like a, it already happened. So I can't big finish as canon. Therefore, the Eighth Doctor has already met Mary Shelley. Mary Shelley already knows who the Doctor is. Mm. She already knows who the Cybermen are. We do not need to do Which this. one was done better quickly? I've not listened to the big finish one Amazing. Yet. <laughs> not listened to. I've heard bits of it, but I've not listened all the way through yet, so I can't provide an opinion. But the the, the one that it's supposed to be from, the Silver Turk, is regarded as one of the best. They did a poll where it was the five best Eighth Doctor stories on Big Finish across mm. all of them. I think it came second, mm. so it's clearly very good. Mm. Where do like so we know that the Cyberman is patched together? Do we actually know where the Cyberman comes from? No, not really. It's assumed to be somewhere within Cyber Wars. That's what they would say about. Every Cyberman. But it's like dirty and patched together. It's like, how did it get dirty, but also being complete? Yeah, like well, I think that's probably what's then in the finale. Yeah. But I want to erase that from my memory. <laughs> so if somebody's like going, well, actually, this time I'm going to be like, don't care. I'm just going to take this episode as it is. I'm, I actually didn't even watch the next time trailer. I turned it off before then. So I'm going, I do not want to see anything from the time as child. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. I do not want to see it. So I was just like, I'm just going to take this episode as this episode. But I really like the design of Simon. I don't know if you noticed what it was made up of. The legs were the David Tennant Cyberman. It was very interesting. To, yeah. Like I looked at it and I that kind of tweeted. In my brain, I was watching. I was like, you feel familiar. Yeah, it was really I, I, re- I really like the way they did it, actually. The legs of the David Tennant Cyberman. The body is the Capaldi era Cyberman. Mm-hmm. The left arm is a Mondasian Cyberman. Mm-hmm. And then the head was a completely new. Yeah, I know. Um, I, I kept looking at it and I was like, this feels familiar, but also I haven't. Yeah, what head I, am I at looking the time at? I was thinking, I think that's one of those Capaldi era ones. And it does a shot and I was like, no, it's not. And mm. it's, it's a brand new one. And they've actually, I've, I saw an image once. I'm not going to be able to find it because I, I saw it so deep on Instagram somewhere. And it was the original designer who had made the mock up of what the full Cyberman head would look like. And I kind of looked and I went, I think that might be my favorite ever Cyberman head. Mm. That looks incredible. And it baffles me that they made the one 
smashed it in half and stuck it on an actor that he, I struggled to get past this actor because I think he looks like Rain Wilson. So at the time I was watching The Office again, one of those million times watching it. And as, as this time I was talking, I was going, that's Dwight, isn't it? And I've said, I've said it to people who have gone, it looks nothing like him. But in my mind, mm. I only see Dwight in mm. that Cyberman suit. With Nicholas Bruce's yeah, my, my, voice my, dubbed over. My only negative is the Cyberman, is seeing the Cyberman in the suit. Like, it's my, my only negative in a way. But not, but it is, it's, it's a weird, like, but it is and it isn't. Like, see, like, seeing him, it's like, I'm seeing this horrific thing, but it's also, like, it's a bit, I find it a little bit distracting for a moment. I don't know how to explain it, but it's like, I'm looking at, I'm like, actor, actor, who are you? I'm trying to recognize you, but I can't for the life of me. But I don't know where I'm going with this, but it's just no, like. I don't, I don't know, what, don't, don't quite know what you're, what you're saying there. <laughs> but, um, no, I really like this Cyberman. But I, I really, really like I really it. like the design. I, like I said, I, it is one of my favorite uses of the Cyberman. Because it's one of those stories that, yes, it's on Big Finish. Let's just ignore that for a moment. Ooh, the first time I've ever said ignore Big Finish. I feel like I've just killed a part of myself there. But um, it's one of those things, it's not a kind of story. If I were writing a story, it's not, a Cyberman is not the monster I would go to. I would kind of, I wouldn't think it would fit the tone. Because Cyberman to me is high sci-fi. So if I'm doing like mm. scary, spooky ghost story, you think of something ethereal or something, ooh, or something like that. I wouldn't think, chunky Cyberman marching through. That's one what I think of. But the way it's done, I'm, I'm like, I'm really with you. Mm. I'm really, you've pointed out the blue lights were unnecessary. I like the one on his chest. I don't like the ones on his back. They're the ones that I'm like, don't need you. I said, no, yeah, like with the blue lights. Um, right. Blue light. Right. I figured out my point. Uh, I like seeing the Cyberman underneath. It's very scary. Just took me a second to get used to because I'm so used to, because it's like, the side like, actor under there because I feel like it reminds me that there's an actor in there in a way whereas with a Cyberman you know there's a human in there but not an actor if you get what I mean yeah but I really did like seeing it underneath that was my point I thought the, it, I think it looks better than uh, Danny Pink when he takes oh, way the better. thing off and uh, that just looks like that's Simon Anderson in a suit this mm -hmm. to me because you only ever see one half of his face and you can't even see like into the mask see the other half it just really feels like it's half a face yeah part of his this might not even be his full head in there Ooh. kind of thing. It's quite... And I kind of like... Yeah. I, it was one of those times I look at Cybermen because that is the point of Cybermen. I love Cybermen. I really do. But they are... I think they are the easiest monster to get wrong. And they have been done wrong And they're done awfully in the next episode. They're like, we want to be just robots. It's like, that's not the point of Cybermen. That's mm -mm. not what you are. But it's like... This is one of our favourite uses because the, the, to, to get them right... At its core, it needs to be body horror. We've had this conversation mm. in our Nightmare and Silver episode. But you, I think, I don't know if I've done Cybermen's, it must be that one. But it's like, you have to do that, which is why I I still will say forever that the best version of Cybermen we have ever seen or heard is Lord Enough and Time. Doing the pain, pain, mm. pain. That is to this day. I'm like, They're you scary. You cannot top that because that is you saying, this is a human in this thing. It's in agony. But you remove that agony. Oh, okay. But you know, it's that they're still feeling it. Like their body is still. That's the interesting thing. Although they, you suppress their emotions, their body still like it would still produce the chemicals, and it's still like they are still like horrifically. Yeah. I actually, you is, like turn off that inhibitor. They realize they're constantly feeling pain. Yeah, that's, I actually. That's funny you say that because that's a big finish mention. Not <laughs> nothing to do with Cyberman, but I was just listening to a War Master box set, mm. and there was a bit when he was delight. He was torturing somebody and absolutely delighting in it. It's amazing because he's glorious and all this kind of thing. And he was and he said. I once knew a um, torturer who removed the ability to feel pain. And the person being tortured was like, what's the point of that? He's going, so you can see exactly which parts are being lopped off you. Oh! 
And I just thought, I heard that. I thought, I thought, that's genius. Like, as a concept, like, you don't feel pain. So you can see your leg being removed. You can see your penis being removed. And don't I just mention thought, my willy. And I just thought, like, that is such an amazing concept. Jesus. And it's, you've just said that, like, about the Simon. It's right. You're still you're still seeing what's wrong with you. You look down, you see you're not human anymore, but you don't feel the emotion. You can't process that you're not human because you think, I'm a Cyberman. This is what Cybermen look like. This isn't what I look like. And that kind of thing. That's what David Tennant does in the episode when he makes them lose that bit. Oh, they'll see themselves as Cybermen and they all freak out and their heads explode for no apparent reason. But um, it's, like that, fucking terrifying, it's that kind of thing. It's like, this is why Cybermen are amazing. Do things like this. Show that it is a person in there and it's kind of like this thing. What I also really, really like is when Mary Mary's trying to reach out to him and say, you were a person once. Who is that person? He goes, oh, my name was a shad. And you think he's going to be like really nice. And he goes, I slaughtered my children because they joined the resistance. And I really like that this, because we always go to Sidemen, they're tragic. These were people before. They don't want to be Sidemen. This is so sad. This is a guy who was awful before he became a Cyberman. He became Simon, made him worse. Mm. It's just like, I like that as a concept human, as well. Like human beings, you can have people forced into being a Cyberman. They've become it and they're like, they don't want to be that anymore. Yeah. And they've got like some goodness there. Like Danny Pink, for example. We, Bill. We have our, we, 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 I was about to say, we have our photos with Danny Pink, not with Bill, but we're like, <laughs> they're like, you have that. You have that. You have them being good before fighting what they become. But then you've got someone like this who is just pure, like, he's a dick beforehand. Becomes more of worse, a dick. yeah. And that's it's it's an interesting idea that, but you still have that body horror because it is still fucking horrifying. Like, no, you you see it's the idea that you wouldn't wish this on your worst enemy kind of thing. It's like you're a terrible person, you're you you're worse now, and I hate you, mm. but I'm so sorry that this is this has happened because hell, what if you got help instead of being turned into a side man? And it's very scary. And like the the like like it did take me a second to get past like seeing the the, the person in the suit kind of thing. Mm. But once I got past that, like it took me like a second. Once I got past that and I like saw the makeup and I was like, this is really good. You could kind of notice on the hand. It felt a bit, it looked, just looked like bloated in a way. I noticed the hand. It, lo- it looked like when they make, when you do some sort of drama and you have a dead body. Yeah. And you make the body bloated. And it a looked bit, a little uh, bit. I, it looks yeah. like that. It lo- I was worried to say that because what if the actor's like, that was just my hand. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was, it had like really discolored yeah. nails as well. And the nails were like very interesting. Really gross. And it was kind of just like, it was like, because he had the kind of, a big like kind of slice across his hand. Oh yeah. But and it wouldn't he had, heal because he had cuts there's, on his face as well. And it was like, it is very much being like, this is my hand, but it's dead. It's a dead person's hand, but oh, it is my oh, hand. God, and it's, it's my hand and it's moving. But it's there's dead. no blood circulation, so yeah. there's no healing. Like there'd be a cut there, it won't bleed. No. But it but it still moves. But it is a hand. It's, it's doing it's, the things it's hand it's do. Genuinely but... terrifying. Like you like as you said, like the the yellow you the um bits and bobs it's 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 pieced together in. Like brilliant seeing that. And that's a brilliant design. But then the human side is very scary. Like having that, seeing that. The only thing though. The eyes, you couldn't, they were different. You, I was like, mm, they look alive. Like, you can't make the eyes look dead because it's like. Because you'd kind of need it just to be looking forward all the time, I guess. Yeah. You? No, but you even though it's, 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 it's kind of the gloss. It's like the, like with a dead person, your eyes wouldn't water. So they would be dry. But like, 
Long it's story. Quite hard to do. It's basically it? you cannot you, do you, that. Really. You, well, you could. You'd have to get a VFX person to go in in post and put like a matte effect over the eyes in every single shot. And that's a lot. And of I think. Effort. And you don't need times, it. You don't need the it. The amount of times that I'd take, you'd go, oh, is this really worth no. it? I'm matting you really, your eyes you, yeah, all the you time. Really, you really don't need it. That's, but that's like the only thing that can't look dead. But it looks brilliant. And the way it speaks and the way, like I say, it, because it's not human anymore. No, like it not, isn't it. And it's a side the, the, he, and goes, he goes, my name's a Shad, and people refer to him as a Shad, but mm, it's, a Shad's a, long it's dead. just a Cyberman. Mm. A Shad is dead, yeah. Like, even when we see, like... um. Danny Pink and Bill again, like they're still fighting that, but they're like you, you know, they're it's like they're still in there to a point. A Shad's long dead. Shad's not there at all. It's just it's a very terrifying design and very well done. Like the 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 lights on it, as you said, um, as you they, said that I said they, they don't bother me, but they're unnecessary. They, I've always the lights on the side meant uh, it is unnecessary because it makes it a bit too futuristic. But I get they've got to progress, so it makes sense. I'm just not. And a also, fan. I kind of think just. Some of this, a uh, lot of shot wise, there's a couple of shots where it's up a dark corridor, and I think they kind of just exit, just kind of make you see where the sideman is a bit more. It's, I think yeah. it's just kind of a design choice. It's it's, it's a, a, a weird reference. It's kind of like how in the um, Spider-Man games they change his logo from black to white so you can see him at nighttime. It's it's yeah, probably for it's that. It's just reason. things like that. It's more. It's not a in-universe thing. It's purely for the people making it. Yes. Of, well, we need to do a shot of him. I can't see anything. Stick a light on him. Oh, I can see him now. It helps. It's just yeah. that kind of thing. But what, I, but what I did like is how he started off without the lights and then when he charged up, he got the lights. That was a nice kind of... Yeah. It made the lights, rather than tacked on lights, fancy, pretty colours, it made the lights feel like, oh, so this is a way to kind of demonstrate the Sorry, power man system. is coming, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it, it made it kind of a real in-world thing rather than just a design choice, which is nice. I always like that. It's like design choices in things, they have to be reminiscent of something. Like it has to be there for a reason. It can't just be, looks good, you know? And it's just nice that. And then you kind of had the gun not work, so the Cyberman had to do some more kind of hands-on stuff. And the the thing that I really liked from the Cyberman were, were the two murders it committed. You had just like, you have that um, kind of strangulation one, the first one, which is like, quite graphic but the yeah. second one where you don't see it and it is clearly just, just like him breaking the neck yeah. with one hand brilliant killing like really good it's 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 scary couldn't use any other electric stun thing not it's not a stun electric killing thing yeah the delete thing yeah but had to fully murder someone and pick up the baby fucking scary because i'm like doctor you're not gonna kill a baby <laughs> doctor you're not but what the hell but then he's like, he's going to make the baby one of them. And it's like, so what are you going to do? Are you going to make the, just the baby just become a Cyberman? Or do you wait till it grows? Oh, I suppose you'd just like kind of the... Um, it's terrifying. It'd be a bit more like the Cybusmen, where they're just mashed up people thrown into a suit, whereas all the Cybermen are people in suits, that kind of thing. And I think they'd probably just get the baby, mash it up, take the brain, take a bit of the stem cells and throw that into a suit. There you go. Actually, Chuck the rest. No, I'm genuinely Chuck quite repulsed. I genuinely away. hate that. That is terrifying. So it's like the the, the reason... I find the Cyberman works so well. Part of, uh, a reason why I'm not a huge fan is like the, side, the Siberian thing. It's like, That's where it loses me, but I'll come on to that. But the Cyberman, the and Cyberman how it's designed it, and how it acts, brilliant. The Cyberman itself, that's why I'm saying it, it is honestly one of my favorite, even though it's like in the general. And the way it builds up as well. Boom, 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 boom. boom. Yeah, then I it's like, in the room. Like, really oh, like shit. That. Phasing in, because we know it's going to be Cybermen hindsight, because we know what the story's about. But we, and I think I, we knew it at the time that we knew there was going to be Simon in this episode. But if you didn't know any of that knowledge and you see that thing phasing in and out above the lake, you're kind of like, what the hell is that? Very scary above the lake. It is actually really creepy because you never, 
they could have done a shot down on the lake if you see it a bit closer, but just seeing it from their perspective, like with really we never high leave the up, house. It was just really like, mm. what the hell is that down there? And then when you see it phase into the house, the second time, first time it flashes, you kind of go, what the hell was that? So do see you go, hold on, that looks a bit like a Cyberman. And then mm. when it's with you, you go, oh my God. And then I do quite like, as you know, as much as we say, we don't like Sega Nakanova's music. I do quite like the music that comes in there. It's mm. like, it's good. Like, I would have, ah. part of me would have liked the, the yeah. Yeah, because to me, that is like, it's what it's weird. Like Daleks, you can give me another Dalek theme and I'm fine. Cybermen, I seem to be the one where I need that theme. It's I've, perfect. Like any time Jodie Whittaker, I, I need that theme. Even, here we are again, big finish. Every time they get, it's a Cyberman. I think this is the most you've ever mentioned Big Finish. Big Finish, maybe, because li- I listen to quite a lot of Cyberman stories. But um, there's like every time there's a Cyberman, they go, it's a Cyberman. And I go, like, and I go no. Give me. Because to me, that is the sound of a Cyberman. Mm. It's just the sheer dread. Like when you get in the Capaldi episode, when it's like, the doctor's going, this seems familiar. Doors close and it forms the face of a Cyberman. The music just kicks in at the moment. And you go, oh, damn, I know what's happening now. That's what it kind of is to me more than any other monster. Because mm. we know what the Dalek theme is, but it's kind of like you can, it needs, it needs a lot of build up. Whereas the Simon theme, you can just do that. You can throw it out. It, it, it has, it has a motif in with. it. And yeah. therefore you can, it's, you can use it for those little moments. Like hell, you wouldn't have needed it for the whole episode. Just, I just want it just for that. Just that bit. First just, appearance. When he was going towards the door, mm. it's the lone Cyberman, wink, wink, closes the door. It's just all, only need it there. But I do quite actually still quite like the music that they use. Oh, it's good, yes. Anyway, um, I think like just on a shot point before we come to Siberian, there's a bit, I don't know if you know the bit where I mean, where he's going into, I can't think who's in the room. There's a bit where the Cyberman kind of goes into a room and it's on, it's shot from the side where you just see Cyberman. Mm-hmm. So you don't see the human face. Just kind of as the head turns, the way it's lit, and it's really hard to say where it is specifically, but I know I can see it in my mind. Does the kind of a, make a kind of a dark brownie kind of thing? And it's just like you just see the Cyberman head. And it's kind of just the way the head turns, not like usual Cyberman. It's kind of a bit more because usually Cyberman is kind of just left right articulation, isn't mm-hmm. it? Because this one kind of more of like a circle kind of thing. It kind mm. of just does that. And I just the way he does it, and it's the way you just see Cyberman really darkly lit, like Doctor Who has never done before. It's kind of just like, ugh. Oh, that's so horrible. That's the, proper it, creepy. It, the way this Cyberman works is it fe- very much felt like it was, it is a, an unfinished Cyberman. So you get more elements of humanity there in the way it moves, in the way it speaks, yeah. which play more into the body horror side. You're not all the way there. So like that moment there, you get a lot of elements which are very much like, it's closer to Uncanny Valley than Cybermen could ever be because you're getting closer to... It's 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 like you'll find it's like yeah. Cyberman is here, human is here. Usually with Cybermen, we're all the way on the left side with Cybermen, but we're kind of we're just we're close, but we're just we've got enough humanity to add more horror to it. It's very good and very creepy. Yeah. And the sound design for it was great. And as you said, the lighting, I just the whole episode was lit very very well. The whole vibe is very very good. In yeah, this. I'll do that now because um, I feel like we've not really mentioned it. I do really love the vibe this episode. I love how they kept mentioning vibe and then you kept mentioning vibe. Like a vibe. Everyone's got a vibe. But I thought like, because it's funny that I feel like what we've done a lot on all these podcasts recently have gone, it's great because it's scary. It's great because it's creepy. I feel like we've done that a lot Mm. recently. But why is it creepy? But it's kind of like, this is one of those times I'm doing it again. I'm writing a plus point where I've gone plus creepy, which I kind of, I did with Heaven Sent. I did it with The Doctor's Wife. I did it with Silence in the Library. I did it with The Empty Child. 
Doctor Who with, needs to be creepy. I did it with the Scarecrows <laughs> in Human Nature. I did it with the Silence in Impossible Planet. I didn't do it with the... So the last time I said an episode wasn't creepy was when we did The Magi- Magician's Apprentice. That was the last time. So every single one we've done since then, I've gone, it's creepy, it's creepy, it's creepy, it's creepy. Mm. Sound a bit like a broken record. But it's like... I'm going to say it again, it's great because it's creepy. And I just kind of think it gives you a... I think the, what creepy does, the reason why I see that as a positive is because it's the sense of dread and not knowing what's going on. I yeah. think because you are in an episode where you're like, I don't know what's going to happen. It gets you more invested and you're more like, how are they going to get out of this situation? What What is the situation? How are we mm. going to get out of it? And I'm just kind of, it's sell, it's really sells me on an episode and it gets me invested. So that's why I just see that as a positive every time. And then in that, you've got the doctor who's immedi- immediately, she's like, there is something wrong. And she's like, I don't know what it is. And I like the way that she knows there's a wrong vibe mm. and she wants to solve that vibe and work out what's going on. All of us, the room changing around helps that. But I kind of like that her biggest focus here is just being what Time Lords are supposed to be in she's preserving time. And I really like the way she's like going, this isn't right. Why? Because they should be right in a book. And a large part of it for me comes from the fact that Doctor is very much on point in this and you can have a creepy element you can have it be slightly creepy and it is a creepy house it's a brilliant set it's very well lit but the creepiness comes from like the handle ghost that kind of thing but where where does the creepiness come from for me more than anything it's the doctor being like something's not right here what's going on and if the doctor this is it's the idea that the doctor is our it's your friend. It's someone you trust. You know. We know if if they think something's safe, you're safe. You're fine. If they think something is something to be worried about, you should be quite fucking worried if they're even a little bit worried. So yeah. it's the idea that because Jodie's doctor is, ooh, you're like, ah, what's wrong? Tell me. And she's like, I don't know. Tell me what's wrong. It's that kind of thing. It's a bit scary. And I really like that. And that just kind of leads on to just Jodie being excellent. Fucking hell. Jodie in this is 10 out of 10 Jodie. It I really think. is, actually. I'm really with you. And I kind of like, even like, I just said the bit when they're dancing. I like that every, they're trying to put them in, in their best efforts, but the doctor's just got her hands behind her back. She don't care. She'll whatever. Mm-hmm. Let's just do that. Let's do that. And then she gets to the end and goes, right, enough of this. When are we going to write a book? And I kind of like, even though it's just from the start, she's just like, oh, whatever. We should be writing a book. I'm not, I don't care about this. Mm-hmm. And I like that. Mm-hmm. Like all the, every, like almost everything she does all the way through. I don't think I have a single, maybe my only negative would be when she puts the hat on and starts prattling around a little bit. That's the only eh, negative. But even then, yeah. I'm like, I still quite like that. I'm just trying to find something I don't like. It, yeah. But all the it's way the through. It's the only kind of, it's like everything's a 10. That's like a seven. And even even then, it's got a bit like, because I find that bit in the room with the skeleton really, really creepy. Mm. There. And then when they're like going, the figure above the lake, that's when I'm like, going, ah, what are we getting into here? That's where I'm like, I'm really with you. So it just feels a bit like, because it's such a creepy scene, her just being mm. like, I've got a hat. It just feels a little bit like, lost me slightly it's, it's kind of like, we get back to we're, it, we're in a very creepy vibe it's a bit you could have had this at the beginning maybe yeah it's just it's just a bit where she can't can we just can we just can we lose the hat then she takes it off she goes remind to get that later and we go okay thank you and then we just work from mm. there it just kind of feels a little bit like that but i think as we said earlier um i realize we never mentioned the siberian but it doesn't matter it's just irrelevant and i don't like it um it's just the siberian it's all like, i don't really like it's it. like cybermen rebuild them they are convert humans now there's this weird thing that goes inside your body and we're going yeah you, i don't care it's like the matrix it's like the matrix from transformers it's but worse whatever that only means. one person in the audience will get yeah um two moments i think that were my i know what 
three moments. Just thought of another one. Very rare. I've got three Jody moments that stand out to me. First one, obvious one. First, Sideman first appears. And the companions are like going, oh, we'll follow. There will be no quite jovial. She's like, no, no, you will not follow. Because as you basically saying, because the last time somebody followed me, they ended up as a Cyberman. So stay where you are. And she says like, I will not lose anybody else to the Cybermen. Mm. And I like that. Because even though it can go over your head at the time, they have said, no, that is about Bill. We were writing about Did go over my head there. a little bit. Yeah, I was like, listen out for the Bill reference. And you got to the end and you were like, oh, I did not hear a Bill reference. Because I was expecting to go Bill. And yeah, I, and I was they like, don't actually say Bill, yeah. but that is who they're yes, talking yes, yes, about. Um, so I really liked that. Because I like that this is Jodie just being like, because it is like we will see about the fam. It's all quite happy and jolly. And she's here. She's kind of like, right, shut up, fam, because I'm dealing with something. Shut up, fam, because I'm dealing with something here. And I like that she's like, you do, will not follow me. Like, yeah, we always have this funnel. Let's go on adventures, but do not follow yeah. me right it's now. It's like, oh, it's not one of these usual, maybe don't follow me. It's, yeah, you're, it's you're like, not going like, to follow me because you'll die. not follow yeah. me. The second one I like is, of course, the big major moment where you're in the basement. Oh, and she's like, and they're all saying that. So Ryan's just like going, well, it's only one person. Think about all the millions that will Again, die. Ryan being a dick. Why and the yeah, hell does just... the doctor keep Ryan around if he's got that mentality? <laughs> yeah. And it's just like. That's so against and, what the doctor is. The, but it's like the doctor has, will do things like that in time. There will be times where she goes, there's only one person, but we can still find them. There's, we can still find a way to save them. But mm. she will contemplate that question. But here it's that doing, that doing that time lord thing that time is precious. We can, cannot um, disrupt this. So we have to do this. There's mm. When she says the thing about you know, sometimes this team structure isn't so flat and it's actually a mountain and I'm in the stratosphere alone. And I kind of like that because this doctor is very much, they do say at some point that this is a flat team structure. This doctor, this TARDIS team feels like it's just a level. It's just like everybody's there. Sometimes you see the doctor, sometimes you don't. This was kind of reminding you that doctor is a character far above yeah. everybody else that it, we will never be able to contemplate. Yeah, that's exactly. And it's just yeah. like, I'm in the stratosphere mm, it's above a, you. It's brilliant. Because you know, I've, I've, I've said it, I think I said it probably last week. I think you did say I, it last I week. love the idea that the Doctor is, like the Doctor, no matter what we do, we cannot fully understand what they've been through. We cannot fully, we cannot walk a mile in the Doctor's shoes. It is physically impossible. So the companions thinking, oh yeah, we're all here. It's like, a, no, you have no idea mm-hmm. who I am. And it kind of like, because the Doctor is, it's why they stopped using the word companions. They call them uh, friends of the Doctor now. You will never see the BBC ever use the word companions now. They've dropped it. Whereas back in the day, it used to be assistants, and that was deemed a bit sexist. Mm-hmm. They became companion. Now they say, we will not say companion. But I will always say companion because to me, the Doctor is an authority above everybody else. In every single room they are ever in, they are above everybody else. They kind of say, well, we don't want that authority figure anymore. It's like, yeah, but to me, that's what the mm-hmm. Doctor is. Doctor should be that, and here it's. I mean, that. you see the doc. You see Capaldi's doctor walking into a room, and the first and thing like, he right, does I'm is in charge take now. Yeah. Exactly, and it's kind of just that's what the doctor should be to me, mm. and it's kind of just like here. This was Jodie Whittaker going right. Now listen to me now. Shut up, I'm in charge, and I really liked that. It was my kind of probably you know you know we would say what is the doctor's defining moment for me? I probably say actually that's Whittaker's. For Whittaker, yeah, yeah, that's her. It's brilliant and moment, amazing, and it's, and it's so doctory. It's, it's the yeah. time when the doctor, the doctor, the doctor, and to appears. me, what I love about that is it shows to me it's like, oh yeah, Jodie's a great actor. Jodie can do this. You just need good writing. Yeah, if she'd been doing that all the way through, fucking hell, she would have been ace. Yeah, and my other thing that I really liked is at the end when she decides, well, I cannot win because if I keep the Siberium, he's going to destroy this planet. 
I've got to give him the Siberian. I'll, just, I'll deal with the effects afterwards. I really liked the line where she just says, step one, I had to save Shelley. Step two, I had to solve the mess I made in step one. I just kind of really liked <laughs> so that. Doctor, I yeah. really liked that line. She's like, going, my priority is I need to save Shelley. That was happening either way. That was the, my step one. That was my only focus mm-hmm. in this situation. Step two, I'll handle that later. So she's like, well, let's go to the future and let's fight the things I fight about the timeless child. Oh, I don't, don't want to see that. But just here, I'm with you. Mm. Anything else to say? We've got three minutes before somebody else will take yes, this room. Um, I have one other Jodie moment I really okay. liked, and that's when the Jodie is sitting kind of at the foot of the bed. Sideman's walking around like, ah, where is things? And then Jodie's just like, God, you're making an awful mess there. Just that whole confrontation is brilliant. I love it. Yeah, because I kind of I forgot to say. It, this it reminded as well. me. It felt like cheeky doctor, but all it yeah, was cheeky doctor I liked, trying to figure things out, doctor, but, but also, also authority, an doctor. extremely angry doctor. Yeah, it was, oh, it. it was great. Extremely angry because mm. I liked that she was being dismissive. She was all just like going. Oh, you don't look very good. Oh, your gun doesn't work. Oops, she was trying to be like, oh, you're a bit pathetic. But I also could see that there was there was a confidence there. He's like, going, I can be like this with you because I'm not actually just being like, I'm not reducing this threat down to nothing. I'm mm-hmm. taking the piss out of you because you are pathetic. Yeah. And you've taken Bill from me. You've taken so many mm-hmm. things from me. And you're not going to do that again because you're a piece of shit and I hate <laughs> you. And I like that because I was just like, I like the way you're performing that. You're confident and you're funny. But there's actually mm. underneath that, the way she was saying, it was, it was like she was saying every line with gritted teeth. Yes. So she was saying funny things, but all of it just felt angry. It was the layer. It was the layers to the acting there and the, 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 the performance and the character. And it, God, I just, it's, 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 I just want to praise kind of Jodie in this episode and just kind of her acting. And it's just, it's times like this where I just wish it's, it's like. It's times like these. For fuck's sake. <laughs> it's times like this. <laughs> don't have time for this. It's times like this. I just wish we got like more, more of that because it's not like three series of that it, doctor this, is, I am with this you. isn't like i'm i'm sitting here thinking god i wish we'd have had jody be like this imagine it's very much be going like we had this we had it just give me more of that it's not difficult come yeah. on yeah. you know yeah um so close yeah so i don't see the next person so i'm just going to do a little final thoughts and wrap it up yeah um my, I'd say I love the, I've just spotted my final note, which was I do love the ghost stuff all the way through. I do. I think it's really well done. Like I said, the shots are really well done. I really am impressed with this episode. I really love the tone. However, when you get to the end, you kind of go, well, why were the ghosts? And the episode actually can't explain it yeah, to you. Yeah. That, or maybe there were. It's one of those ones. That, that kind of is like, going, it's like going, well, nobody else saw ghosts. So maybe it was just you, Graham. And it's like, yeah, but we saw it too. Mm. So it was a thing. If it was Graham going around the episode the whole time going, I've just seen a ghost, but we never see it. We never see it. Maybe that's the one you can go, nah, there were nothing. Mm. You can do that then. But because we have seen them, we had did see that weird maid kind of thing, that little girl. There is something. So yeah. to explain to me what that was. And they just kind of go, we'll never know. And it's like, yeah, we need to. Yeah. And that's the only time I've come. This episode has lost me. But all the way through, generally... We've been really positive, despite you saying I've got thoughts, which, yeah, always, means, fair point, which always means you're, whenever you go, I've got thoughts, that means you're going to be like, I'm going to shit all over this episode. But we've been positive all the way but through. But this is the thing. It's like. It's just only when Ryan opens his fucking mouth. Well, no, this mouth. is the thing. When we, like, when we talk like an episode like this through, I'm like, I'm talking through the bits I, there are, I like, I, right, bits I love. No, I'll just start. Bits I don't like. The amount of people, it's a bit bloated. Too many people. I, I don't like the companion, like the amount of companions. Yeah. 
the family. It just, I, I, I don't like that. And I feel like it takes away from what I loved about this episode. And that being the Cyberman and the Doctor and Mary Shelley and that thing. That and the house, beautiful. And yeah. that's what's scary. And that's what was great to watch. And that's what I loved. And it was brilliant when I got that. But those other bits felt like I took away from what I wanted to see. Yeah. So those are like, that's like my thoughts. So I can't give it like a 10 out of 10 because it's like, if it was just this, if it was just this, I probably could actually, but it's like, you're, you're giving me like three scenes. I'm loving, adoring. Then you're filling it with like one scene, which is uh, then another scene, which I hate. So it's like, you've got five scenes, three are perfect, but by having these things to take it away, it loses me a bit. That's where my thoughts are with this. So, hell, if I were to give it a rating out of 10. Yeah, I was about to say, what would you give it as a rating? Oh, what did I give Village of the Angels? Um, you get like a nine or something. It's quite high. Probably. Eight uh, or nine. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm thinking. With this, eight. I'm, I'm, my initial thought was seven. So I'm going to go to eight because that's usually what it is for me. Like if I think it's a seven, it's probably an eight yeah. in my ratings. I'm going a point which I don't usually do, but I'm going to go 8.5. Oh. The reason I'm doing that is because I'm thinking the Siberian, and once kind of, I think, Percy Shelley comes into it, it starts to bore me a little bit. Mm. There, are, there are nice moments after that, like the bit in the basement is nice. The bit where she says the thing about step one is nice. I do mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. those. But generally, the Siberian, the, the ghost episode, love you. Cyberman episode, love you. The Siberian episode, do not care. Act three is a bit. And so the fact that they're all in one is going, love, love, I do not care. Sure, yeah. you're boring me, basically. Don't hate so it So that yet. That drops but... me down a, a point. So that take me down to nine. Mm. Thinking, but you've still got half a half a point, point to, to go, Aiden. Whatever is that for, Ryan? <laughs> it's Ryan. Because it's like, I am with Yaz and Graham 100%. I, I really like them both. I was about to say love, I don't love. But I really like them both here. Mm. Second Ryan talks, I'm just going, shut up. You just lose me. And it's not like we don't just have an irrational annoyance. It's like he actively, there are reasons. He actively have... brings the mood down and he starts fights for no reason. There and makes just, he like... just does not, like I said, he is surplus. There's a woman there. We'll be fine, it? He's just surplus to requirements. Yes. And we do not need him. So that's that. I can see with a person wanting to come in. Next week, we're going to be doing The Girl in the Fireplace. So we'll see you then. Yes, same bad. Thank you very much for listening. Until then. We'll be bet faster next time. We've got to clear off because I can see the person who's about to come into the next room. So goodbye. See you next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Ah, Go, 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 go.